This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Bass player goes on a bit of a tangent there, doesn't he? <laughs> Just towards the Just, end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Donald Duck Dunn? You don't often get a fade out in modern music either, do you? It's some, it's a bit of a lost art, the, the fade out. The fade. Towards yeah. the end of the song. It's just sort of like, oh, well, we're stopping now. Mm. Uh, but we're just beginning. We've only just begun. My Inglebert <laughs> cabaret voice. <laughs> 1203, triple R. Yes. Uh, my name is Cameron Smith. You are... I'm Matt Seven. I've been away for a couple of weeks. You uh, have been in the land. And thanks to Kent uh, for pushing the buttons. Hey, there is. Otherwise doing Cameron wrangling last week. Yeah, my God. Look at that. The graciousness that which he accepts these compliments is beautiful. He's, uh, <laughs> he's busy, folks, because uh, just to give you a little bit of a... Paint a picture for you. Mm. Yeah, there's two studios, mm. one and two. We're always in two because we eschew the light that seems to stream in on yes. number one, which uh, maybe makes us radio goths. <laughs> and Kent is always working in the middle section, the green yes. room, which is never green, but you know about that. Although, oddly, it is painted green at Triple R. It's supposed to be bad luck, the green, green room. Yeah, it's like talking about the Scottish play. But anyway, we digress. Uh, <laughs> Kent is working very, very hard. On the podcast, look at him go. Yes, he's going up. Zeros and ones, getting them in order. And we should say you. thanks to the scientists before us. Thanks to Radiotherapy with Panel Beta Kent on today. Yes. And yes. also Radio Marinara, and I must have been to them this morning. Wasn't up in time. And Tim Thorpe. And Tim Thorpe. Don't forget Tim. Well, can't he just sitting over there? Yeah, how can you forget him? Yeah. So, um, and lots yes. coming up, let's face it, because uh, with radio, it's that relentlessly looking forward. Yes. Um, and maybe that's a good thing about community radio, that we mm. can actually look over our shoulders mm. and appreciate the view. Yes, it's a nice way of putting it. What a lovely view it was. Mm. Oh, it's nice. But we're moving on because uh, it is the food show. Yes, Matt is back from uh, Japan. First visit. It was good. We're going Where to talk a bit more about it next the week. The smell though. of yakitori is in the air, and yes. it made Matt very happy. Yes. Mm. Just let that, leave that with you. Hi. Uh, 1205. Uh, today, we've got a, it's an interesting juxtaposition of a show mm. um, where we sort of look towards um, a future. A dystopian nightmare, you say? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It is probably, it's probably true to say that both you and I, our switches are normally in the pessimistic mode. Really? Is, is it probably, probably fair to say? <laughs> really? Yeah. Am I? I just love the fact. Future. Ooh, dystopia. Oh, dystopia. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking Blade Runner. I'm thinking. Yes. I'm thinking Constant Rain. Yes. Constant nuclear Rain. Armageddon. But nuclear no, Armageddon. It doesn't or, have to be. Or burnt crops. Um, no barrier reef. Oh, that's right. That's sort of happening now. Yes. <laughs> no, anyway, no I'm, I'm an optimist. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but mm. uh, Rene Beale has been sort of um, – Dr. Rene Beale, I yes. should say. Mm. Please, let's give her a full title mm. uh, from Melbourne University, um, is coming in. And she was pondering about these sort of things, possibly when ordering a meal by iPad and the – and. Um, the relentless procession of AI as it's coming through, dealing with algorithms. My God, mm. someone was talking about arguing with the who's that thing in the Google box, the Alexa. Oh, I think it is. Like Alexa's Amazon. It, yeah. Arguments with Alexa. This is a, this is a whole new milieu yes. coming through where you start arguing and admonishing your AI. 
Yes. We've arrived at that. We have. Um, but also we're looking at um, the advent of the robotic age, which is pretty much in some places here. Mm-hmm. You might have seen that in Japan. I did actually see a yeah, few robots. Where there's a lot of uh, greeting robots. Yes, one of them at the ticket office just kept on looking at me. I didn't like the look of her. She just, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't I couldn't, like the way you're looking at me. I couldn't avoid her gaze because really? she's just looking at me. It's like, yeah. It's like great art. Follows you around the room. Yes, it was like the. But kind of creepy. New, new millennium version of the Mona Lisa. Yeah. With less talent. Yes. Artistically. And a more obvious smile, maybe. Yes. Yes. Mm. Um, but, um, uh, Rene Bill is going to be talking about an event that's going to be happening in um, Ferry Street called Singularity, where you, the diner, will be served by robots. Dun, 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 dun. Not that I mean to make it sound scary or anything. Maybe I am the glass half empty guy. Yeah, confronting. <laughs> but anyway, then, yes. to, uh, to bring us back to the land of food, the here and now, of mm. autumn, of abundance, of of great thing and the Italian cucina. Mm. We have Joseph Varghetto. He's in the house. Mm. As I went off microphone, my apologies for that, <laughs> Radio 101. Um, and, uh, of course, he has been here at the vanguard of Italian cooking. The vanguard of it? Yeah, we'll run with that stuff. All right, anyway. Um, apprenticed at Florentino. Yep. Uh, worked in uh, Italy at uh, Galtero Marchesi. We'll hear about that. Here at Langton's, the Venetian number eight. Oyster with Frank Wilden. Look, he's... He's rattled some pans. Mm. And now, of course, he has his own two places, Mr. Bianco and Massey in Little Collins Street. Mr. Bianco, of course, in Q. Mm. So we thought we'd have a chat to him. And then Siri calls him, saying we're calling into digital assistance, Duncan Butchanan. Yes. Duncan Buchanan, um, who's... Um, He's basically got the rest of the year off now, or the grapes are off the vine. That's right. They do nothing. So how else is he going to fill his time as a winemaker? Well, I thought, you know, you're not doing anything. You may as well come here. We're hoping he's going to come in here. He's uh, slated to arrive Mm. in here. And my homework was to him. Here's the observation. Mm. You are on the vanguard. You are the observer. You are the canary in the coal mine (laughs) Yes. uh, of global warming. Mm. They've seen it. Mm-hmm. They've been watching it unfold. So my question to him is that I thought maybe we might discuss is what are the grape varieties that need to be planted in the next 20 years? Yes. Boom. What should I invest in right now? Yeah. Should I be investing? Because so, some, so Barossa, some say. You'd go, no, no, Barossa, you're going to be too warm for that. Yeah, well, some say that in uh, Mornington Peninsula, you won't be able to grow Pinot soon. Actually, um, I mentioned this to you during the week, but a, um, a buddy of mine is also a aspiring winemaker, and one of his winemaking friends said uh, in the 20 years that he's been making wine in the Hunter Valley... Hunter Valley, yes. ...vintage has moved one month earlier in general. In, that's in 20 years. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, let's uh, do... <laughs> and on that cheery note... And on that note, here's Tom <laughs> with the weather. Uh, no, here's a food quote for today. Yes. Uh, from... Uh, a great old writer who um, I think he was fa- one of his famous, many, many famous sayings, but mm. uh, but uh, but reports of my death have been greatly overestimated. I've referred to <laughs> Samuel S. Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain. Mm. And he said, part of the secret of success in life is to eat what you like and let the food fight it out inside. 
So before the advent of the science of yes. nutrition and all that <laughs> yes. sort of stuff. Before the pyramid. Yeah. And um, we also um, reflect on the fact that uh, for the those of the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. they will be praising the fact that it is St. Buono's Day and he was the patron or is, is, mm. is now. Still in yes. in contract. Still got a gig. Yeah, yeah still got a gig. <laughs> contract. Yep, contract's good. The KPIs are good. Patron yep. against cattle diseases. Oh, really? Maybe on ships going across. Yeah, I think he's had a busy few weeks. He has. I wonder if he's been communing with Susan Lay. I'm not even going to get into that. No, we just <laughs> maybe we just might just leave that and uh, let that go. Twelve eleven here on three triple R. Lots of rent to pay. There will be a giveaway happening. Yes. Um, during the show. So if you like beer, yes, keep on. Oh, and we should also uh, welcome uh, our good new sponsors. Uh, speaking of beer. Oh, that's a good one. I have to mention something else too while you uh, get that. We, oh, we yes. are very, very proud. Yes, Struman's Beer is uh, sponsoring the Edit program. You'll hear more about them uh, as we play some announcements. But it's always nice to have a sponsor, especially a nice friendly one like a brewer. Yes. Uh, also, it should be uh, mentioned the fact that uh, Bridge Road... Yes, is, uh, Bridge Road is an area, strip strip mall type yep. thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let's face it, they've been under threat really? since, well, you know, you, th- you think that the aspiring thing for a lot of people is to go to these new cathedrals of consumerism. Oh, the big, the big sort of suburban malls, Correct. the shopping mall. The shopping mall, that experience. Yep. Uh, but Bridge Road are fighting back. Mm. Mm. Oh, punch. Um, and um, I suggest what you do is look up Bridge Road Gathering After Dark. Um, mm. So what is going to be happening is there's a whole bunch of uh, restaurants and traders all getting together uh, with lots of reasons to mm. come and visit this area. 3121. Yes. It's, it rocks. And easy to get to on PT. You just jump on the train. That's what you want to do. Very easy. That's what you want to do. Mm. Wow, look at that time go. We need to get a move on. Should we pay some rent? I, I'm like putty in your hands. Excellent. 12.14, as Matt says, we've got our plans <laughs> in line. Dr. Renee Beale from Melbourne University. I'm no longer there. Oh. I'm um, there. What have you done? Why there. did you leave? Didn't you get the love? <laughs> no, I've been working at the city of Melbourne for a while. Oh, and you told me that. Yeah. What an idiot I am. Well, you used to be at Melbourne University. I and did. what a great thing you did for them. Tell me about So you're with Melbourne so City Council Yes, working yes. on Melbourne Knowledge Week. So Singularity oh, yes, is part of Melbourne Knowledge Week coming up in early May. So what happened, Renee? What happened? Yeah, what happened? I mean there was there was there was this inspiration where you went, you know what? Oh uh, yeah. So I guess I was picking up on all the vibes around people's fears and anxieties now with the advancement. Which, which are of, many? Well, there's lots, isn't yeah. there? Um, some some misguided, some with very, very good substantive reasons. Yes, and I think maybe this particular one has substantive reasons, actually. So yes. the the advancements in AI, artificial intelligence. And so allied to that, robotics. Robotics, which, exactly. Which is sort of the physical manifestation of AI, if we think about that. Well, that's right. And right. also, right. I guess, people's anxieties around robots taking their jobs. So yeah. I started sort of thinking about that and I guess I'm conflicted because on one hand robots taking our jobs when our jobs are a bit crap <laughs> might actually be really excellent, yeah. right? 
um, gives us more time to do creative stuff. So that could be really cool. That could be great if you've got the money to engage in creative stuff rather than trying to get money together to scrape some food together. Absolutely. Mm. And then the other side of that, I guess, is that do we actually want AI to invade, I suppose, all of our experiences? Intrude. Yes, indeed. And so I guess where I feel a little bit conflicted Mm. is in my experience of restaurants. And so this all started when I was thinking about that. Um, And sort of another flip side of that is... I guess the the idea that we could have robotic companions. So for people who are living alone a lot, um, is it possible that we can actually solve a bit of our troubles around loneliness? So and and help. I mean, if we look at uh, the place where Matt just came from, with a with a rapidly aging population, the thing that looks as to be the saviour of healthcare is robots looking after the old and That's the elderly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you went, you were in a restaurant. And you were thinking, and you were pondering on this. Well, I think you know, was there as a specific? Was I there a so. moment where you went? Oh. Well, I guess as someone who has in the past travelled a lot for business and mm-hmm. travelled alone for business, yes, often in the evenings, really, what you want to do is just tick the box. Yes, had dinner, um, and you don't <laughs> want to find yourself in in really uncomfortable restaurant situations where you're the only one sitting there eating alone, and that can kind of be not the greatest experience. And so the idea where you could pop into a restaurant which was full of robots that were serving you efficiently and not really caring about your social situation. Couldn't give a damn about you. No, couldn't give a damn. Here is your ramen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you can fulfil your need to eat yes. um, and not feel weird about and it. Then, and then shuffle off to your little personal cubicle and, and slowly cry while you contemplate your life. That's right, yes. so, and wonder why you work so hard. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, And so then I thought, well, it could be good, but yeah. then I actually found myself recently in a restaurant where um, we ordered completely by iPad. Um, and everything came, but it was sort of shoved at us from a distance mm. by a waitress who was sort of efficiently doing she her, was just her job. A, she was just a deliverer. She was a she deliverer. She was a, a food shoveler. Yeah, and then basically. I thought something is missing out of this experience. All Human those, interaction. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All those weird sort of interactions that you have with waiters and waitresses talking sort of top level about different wines that you're trying to or order. Going, or excuse what? me, I'm just going to tell you the specials for today are... That's specials right. Specials are, yeah. Mm. So, or even when you say have an interaction with, a, with somebody, a food, per, somebody serving you go, what do you like off the menu? Exactly. What's, what's your favourite thing that you carry out, for instance, which is something I ask a lot of people. And, yep. Because they're the front line. Yeah. And they're, they're the ones communicating what the place is about. Yeah, okay. particularly with wine, for example. You mm. know, I always ask uh, opinions about wine. So I felt like there was something missing out of my experience uh, at that restaurant. And so I started to feel a bit sad that maybe, you know, we would be missing those those social interactions with people that we didn't know very well. But nonetheless, we had these surprisingly strange conversations and entertaining conversations with them as part of our restaurant experience. Can I just digress very quickly? I get that from the supermarket now when you go into the, the checkout oh, thing. Yes. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so crushingly dehumanizing when you get three people who are sort of have just completed their transactions and you see this thing cascading down or hear it 
Thank you for shopping at. <laughs> mm. Thank you for shopping at. And I go and, gosh, you feel like a cog in the machine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's true. You know, that's another experience mm. of, of that. And you know, people tend to look at you a bit strange if you talk to the automated machines as you're beeping you. Yeah, yeah. Shopping through. Do you do that? What do you say? Well, sometimes, you know, ask the meaning of life. I mean, computers <laughs> may actually know that. Yes. Okay. What do you think about the meaning of life? So, uh, yeah. So restaurants could go down this road and i guess the the idea of this is you want to explore this and i like i think i know what you're doing with the wordplay with the title the singularity am i right where you sort of yeah so i mean what is I guess the singularity a, for those that don't know i i guess that's uh i guess that's something that you should ask uh, jesse about yes. um from cake industries because actually you know all of my ramblings about my ideas uh, associated with this uh, this performance uh, have been sort of you know molded together uh, carefully and made sense of by um, the artists at Cake Industries. Gotcha. So this Jesse uh, you speak of, his name yes. would be Jesse, Jesse Stevens, Stevens from the Cake, cake. Artists and the so Cake person, Industries. Yep. Cake Industries, um, and this is the collaboration and with the miracle that we have of technology. We've got him right now Yay! from Ballarat. We welcome to the microphones of three Triple RFM and the airwaves. Jesse, a very, very good afternoon to you, man. Good afternoon. You, of course, know Dr. Renee? Of course, very much so. And um, how long have you guys been in, involved uh, collaborating together? Is this the first time or you've done stuff before? We've done as, yeah. as in cake industries? Uh, well, look, anything. Take a, <laughs> what, 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 whatever you like. Dean and I um, started Cake Industries about twelve years ago. Uh, it's just a, it's our artist name. It's um, we. I think it, maybe early on it meant something, but we're not quite sure what it means anymore. So it's kind of become just an <laughs> attachment to us. Yes. Uh, but in this case, it actually works. We seem to be making a work based on food, so Cake Industries seems to fit now. Can you maybe give us a, a little bit of uh, just an idea of what people can expect when they uh, they attend this event that's happening on the 9th and the 10th of May at 26 Theory Street for 50 bucks? Um, tell us, what's yep. going to happen? Well, uh, as with a lot of our work, we're kind of looking to the past to examine what the future might be like. And this is something we do a lot in our work. In this discussion we initially had with Renee about this idea of creating an automated experience, something around the idea of dining solo, we kind of thought about the early days of, of fast food and it was in the 1920s there was something called an automat and automats were very popular. Weren't they? Yes, I know what you speak of, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we kind of looked at the form that uh, the idea of a sort of cup compartmentalized experience in which it kind of sounds very exciting that you can select anything but often the automat selections were pretty sparse and and pretty similar it was a lot of repetition and so we kind of then thought about the idea of uh, artificial intelligence attempting to kind of engage with its solo diners um, mm -hmm. on not just a nutritional level but an emotional level because like you were saying earlier on we, we want something more than just our meal shoved at us we want mm. further sort of reinforcement so what we've created is two service automats and they're roaming robotic 
uh, creations, which will be serving each of the 50 diners per night. Um, and each diner will be sitting in a booth, a sort of solo dining booth. So oh, there's no, no need really? for person-to-person <laughs> interaction. Okay. And so in a way, oh, brilliant. Yeah, okay. in, your, in your group dining experience, everyone is also alone. Um, oh. So it's a, it's a one-on-one kind of interaction between you and this artificial intelligence um, manifested through this piece of machinery, which is attempting to, to guide you through this experience as well as sustaining you both emotionally and nutritionally. Um, with mechanized pieces and video and audio and all sorts of oddities happening. The event is called Singularity. It's going to be taking place at uh, Ferry Street, 9th and 10th of May. Um, so these are real robots. They're not people dressed up in cardboard box <laughs> costumes or anything like that, are they? Well, well it, they're, they're robots in a non-humanoid form humanoid forms so it's often what we build in our work is non-human forms so they they kind of almost look like a very big um vending machine which sidles along tables uh with bits of pieces of mechanics that come out and extend onto your table and kind of sort of surround you and so yeah they're kind of they meld human forms into the machinery like as we often do with human hands made from plastics holding plates and various things like that. So computer, yeah. computer componentry with a bit of anthropomorphosis, if I can That's get right. that right, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Which can also trigger a little bit of the um, uncanny valley effect, which we find quite interesting too, in which as, as artificial representations of humans get closer and closer yes. to reality... they freak everybody out. They freak everybody out. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's an interesting. That, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing. Um, so we have to say first of all, congratulations on uh, on working together. We look forward to seeing that. If people are interested in booking for Singularity, um, how might they? I might throw to Rene if that's okay, Jesse. Rene, how do they how do that? Yep. So they just have to head over to the Melbourne Knowledge Week website, which is mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au, and they'll be able to purchase tickets from there. Uh, what about if they just uh, whack into uh, look up Singularity, mm-hmm. uh, Singularity, yep. Singularity Melbourne Knowledge Week? Oh, that'll do it. Yep, and yep. they'll find it. Sounds good. Um, Jesse, thank you for uh, being on the phone. Uh, weather in Ballarat, how is it today? Uh, it's sunny and warm. Sunny and warm. It's a beautiful autumn autumn time. It really is. Thank you. Good luck with uh, that. I think it's uh, it's certainly looking at some very very important issues which we will need to confront and I don't know plan for in some way. I guess, huh? Yes. Right. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Talk to Renee Beale, uh, formerly of Melbourne University, now doing great things with Melbourne City Council. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Great to speak to you. And you're off for pizza now.
Absolutely. Yeah, pizza time. All right, twelve twenty-seven. Here, Matt has got a giveaway. I think I've got a, I've got a piece of paper that I'm just sort of lingering with intent. I can tell. Cameron, do you like beer? Right. Do I like beer? My God. So you're probably a big fan of Good Beer Week. We've been a supporter. Well, yeah, I mean, beer. I mean, supporter of Good Beer Week for many years on this program. And we have beer as a as a sponsor. We this do great now too. Organic beers. We do now too. There's um as part of this year's uh, Good Beer Week. There's an event coming up at the Arbery. Oh, I know this event called Good Beer Kitchen. <laughs> yes, damn right. Uh, it features um, Arbery chef Nick Bennett uh, alongside Renee Trudeau. From she rocks. Little Latin Lucy. Been wanting to get her on the show because oh, she's really? had she's wandered around Georgia, oh. in Russia, Russia. Oh, yeah, Russia, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Very lots of early grabs. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so also, she's there. Also features Diana Chan and Dylan Roberts. It's yes. uh, it's food and beer. It's also hosted by some chump called Cameron Smith. Don't go to these. No. He, he drinks too much. Yeah. No. Oh, you have to catch him early. Otherwise. Uh, if yeah. you like the sound of it, it's on, when is it? Oh, 12th, uh, May the 12th. So it's on a Saturday, Saturday in a few weeks' time. May the 12th, if you're keen. And it's part of Good Beer Week and all their uh, vast cavalcade of oh, beery events. Yes. Cheery and beery. If it sounds like something you want to do, um, Good Beer Kitchen is what you Google. Or you can just give us a ring at 9388 We've got a double pass to give away. Really? That'd be good. And that's worth a bit of bucks, actually. So. I think it is. It doesn't I think it so. is. Hey, uh, we're going to do some music now, which you have curated, Cameron. I, uh, oh, and I probably should have given you notice that yes. we're going to do this. You can hit that whenever, that sort of thing whenever you want. Is going on, but I'm going to hit it. I'm going to do it now. Yes, underneath that beautiful oak tree. We were listening before to uh, what I thought might be a good soundtrack to being served by a, a robot from. Many, many, many years ago, the great uh, performance artist Laurie Anderson. The song was called Born Never Asked from her album called Big Science. It was very uh, robotic, wasn't it? Evocative. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful mm. violin. My God, it's always uh, moved me greatly. And I've got to say that I'm kind of moved because um, here we have a guest on the show and the the guest brings gifts. I'm on, and I'm almost uh, embarrassed. Joseph Varghetto, first of all, I'm just blown away that you've brought in a bottle of the family's Passata uh, into the place. Let me just get that microphone. There we go, the sound of... (laughs) (laughs) Now, we just have to have that thing pointing at you. First of all, uh, a very sincere autumnal welcome to you. Thank you very much. It's you have a beautiful voice, Cam, I have to say. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You make me blush at the start. Flatty will get you everywhere. Um, but um, I gave people an idea of your incredibly extensive and comprehensive CV starting all the way back in Burke Street. Yeah, 1993 I did my uh, – I was going to university and I uh, was doing commerce. Yeah. Um, and I did a kind of a gap year, which wasn't really known – Back then in 93, a gap year. I didn't call it a gap year. And I, I'm taking and I, a year off. Yeah, and I kind of continued cooking. I started, uh, obviously, at Florentino. I haven't hey, had many who jobs. Who then? Was that um, uh, Lorraine? Pod Gornick? Yeah, yeah. That the was pod the Gornick. Podgornik time. Um, um, some say it was, a, it was a difficult time for the restaurant then. Um, no, I think it was a difficult time in, in, in the restaurant scene. I, I remember... Obviously, I was quite young, and mm-hmm. one thing that the government did was slash the uh, the obviously the, the the you know the long lunches, and that's when it all started. You know, there was a that was Keating. That was yeah, that was Keating. Keating. Was obviously, that. the fringe benefits tax of uh, taking friends out to long lunches, and 
I think across the board it was just a huge thing. That's when those uh, things of like lunch specials started, you know, including a glass of wine. And I also remember a thing they used to talk about, which was the South Bank effect, because South Bank oh, yeah. opened up, and because Melbourne was a lot smaller than mm-hmm. it is now, mm. that like moths to a new flame. Mm. Everybody went to, across to the south side of the area to, to eat out, and mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants suffered, and some closed down and cited that as a reason. But anyway, um, but Florentino, what did you learn from there? Oh, it was a, it's a, it, it, it was and still is a, a beautiful establishment, you know, now run by the, uh, the great, the great, you know, Mr. Mr. Grossi. Um, yeah, and, and Rodders in the up there upstairs, upstairs Chris yeah. Rodriguez. Um, but it, it's an established, it's an established beautiful home of Italian cooking. There's nothing really more. There's a lot of other other restaurants that have, you know, have like there was Society, there was a, and they're no longer with us, but... Um, there was the Latin. The Latin as well. And he's no longer with That's us. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I was with him on his last night. That was strange. That Bill Marchetti. Yeah. Bill Mar- said, we should just give a little bit of background. Bill Marchetti had the Latin, probably the most expensive pastors in town mm. at that stage, mm. and he disappeared yeah. and he kind into of the distance. He pat me on the shoulder and said, good luck, Joe. Uh, and I mean, that was a bit strange. And a taxi <laughs> came... <laughs> And a taxi came and picked him up, and he had a minder. And I went, it's all a little bit what's, strange. What's right? going on, man? So the next day there was, yeah, there was a closure. There certainly was mm. big closure, and mm. uh, and the restaurant never survived. It became yeah. a sandwich shop or something. It's a sandwich like, shop now. It's yeah, it's just like bloody like behind that mm-hmm. used to be. But you've been far and wide. You've you've worked um, a lot because life is always changing. And about learning. The, mm-hmm. the more we know, the less we know, yeah? Correct. When we, know, when we actually kind of know something, everything changes around us, I think. So yes. it's always, always good to keep an open mind, always, always great to listen to others, never kind of shut them down, because you're always going to learn something from anyone. Indeed. Mm. What are you learning at the moment? Um, the, restaurant, the restaurant game at the moment, or the restaurant business at the moment, is... Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a difficult, um, but you always have to be, always go back to the one key ingredient, which is hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very important. It's not, it's not a service. It's not a, you know, people like recognition and they like when they come into the, into the, into the restaurant that they're welcome. It's your dining room. So you have to treat them like it is something that like you're inviting them to your home. So it's, um, that's very, very important. Isn't that a contrast yeah. to our first segment? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the automation, I think, is one of these things where, you know, you, it, there has to be cost saving on the long term. Like, yes. for example, I don't know. You were uh, saying, we were talking this morning, you said yeah, glass like polishing. Glass polishing. There's some great machines out there yes. that can, you know, polish glassware. In half the time and over a period of six months, you can save a lot of money. So, but this is labour saving, not labour exclusion. That's right. Yeah, that's mm. a, that's a whole different thing, yeah. isn't it? And it's and it is about the the welcome that you get. And the, and going back to you know talk about the days of Florentino, and I know mm. that that's the Grossi's ethos mm. that no matter who you are, mm-hmm. it's buonasera when that's you come right. through the door, and yeah. you are welcomed with open mm-hmm. arms and. I'm sure that's what you're about with your two restaurants, Mr. Bianco and Q, and Marcy and Little Collins Street. Yep. Yeah, I op- I opened it. Oh, yeah, obviously, Mr. Bianco, um, seven years ago. That's been um, seven years. Whoa. I didn't yeah. open want to open a, a restaurant. I actually wanted to open an extension of my my dining table from home. 
Yes. Uh, you know, I have the same philosophy as when you walk in. Is that if you work, walk into my, you know, walk in and press the doorbell, it's the same thing. Um, and then w- I opened Masi uh, two years ago now. Yeah, the fourth of the fourth of May was its uh, its birthday. Getting uh, close. Yeah. It is. Um, and it's it's just I wouldn't change anything. Like it's. It, the restaurant industry, obviously, there's there's pressures on a, on a lot of people, and obviously, staffing is one of the biggest the biggest gripes that everyone would everyone would um, would complain about. But mm-hmm. again, you just got to change. You got to move with the times. You need to kind of you know menu changes, staff staff training is just huge. You need to always constantly motivate and train train your staff. That's your biggest that's your biggest thing. Is to have your front line be part of your ethos i suppose mm-hmm. too because they're they are they are your message aren't they they are your messengers of mm-hmm. of what you want to convey to the mm-hmm. uh to to the diner or the person who's who's inhabiting your mm-hmm. restaurant in in regards to how you serve the food as mm-hmm. well as how you present that food to them yeah correct it is very very important that um that everyone there is 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 motivated, enthusiastic of what they're actually presenting and 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 serving. Um, mm. So it's one of these things that you know the front of house needs to know you know the food, what what's inside, and then then other things. You've nowadays there's a lot of people with allergies, intolerances. Penalty oh, yeah, of yeah. Um, Let's you know, talk nuts. Food is yes. you know, every table has every table now has something nuts, gluten free. Um, and I don't chef. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm <laughs> okay, No, no, you give me anything. No, so it's not you, you can't get angry about it, or you can't. It's, it's just now, what it it's is. what it is now. So you got to move with the times. So I, I guess in in a kind of a, a, a funny way, the more things change, the more they stay the same. People mm. still want to be have some sort of recognition, feel mm. warm and and comfortable within mm. an environment, and eat nice food. It is. That's right. That's, that's still fundamental, yeah. isn't it? Everyone wants a warm hello when they walk in. Everyone wants to be known that they are sitting at the table. Yes. And then the then the entertainment starts. Um, and it is part of an entertainment. You know, restaurants go along go alongside, or we are we are combating with the entertainment dollar. For example, yeah. You know, go show, the show. That's right. The yep. show or the football. Um, yeah. Because we're in the Hawthorne Q area, Mr. Bianco. When you know, when for example. <laughs> And Hawthorne still is a great team, but when they're, you know, we could see our dining, our our patronage when when Hawthorne was playing, for example, a Friday or a Sunday or Saturday night. Mm. Uh, you know, our diners, uh, you know, being in the area, obviously would go to the football and then, you know, either come very early. Yes. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, we're we're com- we're competing with all these different aspects. You also are very much because you're an Italian chef or any mm. chef has their eyes and their ears as to what's going on now. Mm. And I'm speaking about seasonality. Yes. And autumnal. Is this your favorite time of year? Autumn is. Um, it's, it's one of these things where it's just come out of, obviously, summer. There's a lot of things like uh, passata, pickled vegetables, mm. uh, sausage-making, salami, all these things that you've just, just come out of. Mm. And now autumn is a, is a place where – is a time where you can pay homage to a lot of these things that you've, you've done. 
mushrooms, uh, celery acts, you, you name it, uh, Jerusalem artichokes, beautiful, beautiful produce at the moment. Can you just, maybe, maybe you can give me an idea, persimmons. Mm-hmm. Those orange, uh, yeah. beautiful things, very, very autumnal. Yeah. Two different specific types. There was the very, very soft one that could be quite astringent on the the edges. Mm-hmm. But now we have this crunchy one. Do you use those? Do you, what, what do they go with? I don't really, I don't no. really use them. But we, I big thing in our family without notice. Sorry, but no, no. no the yeah. big thing in our family is that we have obviously the persimmon, or, or in Italian the kaki. Kaki. Ah, yes, and yes. one thing that we do with them, though, is that we make sure that they're really, really ripe, really, really soft. Yes. And then you just scoop them out and use – it's like a yogurt, for example. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you just scoop them out, obviously leave the seeds, and it's very, very healthy, and it's good It's good for your well-being. Okay. The good, mm. um, uh, most successful dish that I ever saw with that was uh, once upon a time I worked with Herman Schneider, mm-hmm. and he used to do a, a persimmon cream. Yes. Um, serve it on that, and then gingerbread on top. Gingerbread yeah. and persimmon, very, very nice. Um, do you think we're going to get a mushroom season this year? What's the word? Well, we the word mushrooms? is the word is we've got a we've got a we've we've had a, a few last week and obviously now the we had the a little bit of rain. The temperature's gone up again, and then they're starting. But there is some some avid, very excited uh, pickers are out there, and mm-hmm. I've got a few, and we had some last last week. But what they're saying there's there's not really not much, much happening. So if what you have or the local stuff you have Cherish. are the ones. Are the ones that are, you know, guys and girls that are out there, and they've got little spots, and I'm not telling anyone. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and we've seen a few come from New South Wales. Uh, they might actually have to 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 carry us. And Tasmania's this year. Tasmania's going okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, what what are you doing? A uh, chef's day off today? Um, not really. Um, there's no. a lot lot going on at the moment. There's uh, we're preparing for the the Italian uh, Wine and Food Festival, which is on the 27th of May next month. Whereabouts is that? At the Exhibition Building. Uh, oh, I've been to that. That's yeah, awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, it's um, it's really a, a celebration of all things Italian. I remember Caterina was uh, mm-hmm. was serving me uh, some beautiful yeah. uh, beautiful food. There's all Caterina's sorts of great, lovely from Bors- uh, from Borsatos. Yeah, beautiful place. Um, and what we're doing is. Is really uh, something that I, I said to the organisers that I would like to pay homage to, you know, obviously the, 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 the hard-working Italians that have come across, you know, 60 or 70 years ago, and I really want to make something special. So what I've got is a, a beautiful area, and I'm calling it Sicily by Mr. Bianco and, and Massi. Because that's your area. That it is. Yeah. Um, I really want to do a beautiful area. It's going to be uh, absolutely fabulous with, you know, Blood oranges and lovely decorations of the the, the prickly pears, uh, and we're going to have some lovely things like uh, tuna crudo, impanati with uh, potato and truffle, uh, cavatelli, which is a Sicilian style pasta with um, uh, a beautiful pasta that's made to trap little juices. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With lamb shoulder and wild mushrooms, <gasps> hopefully. Um, <laughs> Sorry, did I hear that, didn't you? Okay. And, and a yeah. savoury donut filled with caponata and uh, slow-cooked porchetta. What, what's the date of that again? 27th of May. You got that, Matt? I so do. Yes. We're, we're going to that. Yeah, we, we are. Yes, we're we are going, going to. Come as, come as my guest, Cam. And, hey. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and everybody out there, 
Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> and a ride on a Vespa. Okay, um, Matt's going crazy with the wind-ups okay. because uh, after that lovely thing, we have to talk about the future again. Mm-hmm. Um, Duncan Buchanan is waiting in the uh, in the wings. We need to, again, have you on. Talk longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd love Anytime to have you, you back want. on. I'll be here every Sunday, you like him. Yeah? Hey, all right. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll make you a coffee. I didn't right. make you a coffee. No, you didn't. It is, uh, oh, it's getting late. Matt's uh, getting, getting uh, agitated. We're going to have to... Yeah. T- you do what you got to do, hey, Matt. We'll just, I'll get yeah, Duncan. Pay a little bit more mortgage and then we'll have a chat to Duncan if you can after this. Welcome aboard, Strumans. Yes. Organic and good. Uh, but uh, we've got glasses in front of us. A very, very warm welcome to Duncan Buchanan. G'day, mate. Speaking of organic and good, hello, Cam <laughs> Smith. Who are you looking at? Or Smitty. Smitty. Steady. Hey. How are you guys? Sounds uh, like a uh, commercial breakfast show. Smitty and steady in the morning. <laughs> Smitty and steady. There's always some dickhead with just a nickname. <laughs> Who's going to be the dickhead with a nickname? <laughs> I'll stick with Duncan Buchanan. You guys yeah, saw yeah, that the sure. nickname. Um, so, as uh, Matt says, uh, the, uh, the wines are in, everything's done. Uh, and now you have nothing to do. You just sit by the winery, just whittling sticks. Yeah, so you must have heard me scream in anger when I, I was listening out <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Fr- Just I pulled up, I heard you say that, man. Like, there's a face i got to punch. I've got no, to yeah, yeah. I'm going to punch him in the face. No, there's, still, there's still a little bit going on. I've got a tiny bit of fruit left out there that we'll be picking tomorrow. This is some, um, what we call like a late harvesty thing that we're going to make a sticky wine. Now, that's what's in mm. your glasses. This is some Pinot Gris mm. that we... Um, we cut the canes on, which essentially you starve the vine of the f- of any sort of. Um, Bilk have been doing that too. Oh, t- people with their masan. Yeah, a lot of people cane doing cut. It. Yeah, and you so, say, but the, the, can you just explain something? You cut the cane, but how do you not kill the whole? Vine. Uh, it's Cam where Smith you cut that cane. Yes, and that's why a, they pay you the big bucks. Exactly. Eh? <laughs> you have no idea how right, robust a grapevine is. I've been trying to kill them for twenty five years, and, and I still keep coming back. They just every year. So, you, so essentially, you just, you just cut them right near the crown. So you, you what's you, the crown? The crown is the middle bit. So the Thank you. the grapevine grows up out of the ground, then it splits off and goes on like a horizontal plane. So not that main stalky thing at the bottom. No, no, don't, don't cut, cut it there. No, no, they, they, don't they, don't they may not bounce back. Yes, okay. But essentially, you're just depriving the vine of any sort. Of, you're depriving the fruit of any sort of uh, water or nutrient. They just you say they it's shrivel over. up like that. You've yeah. just said, <laughs> yes, I will stop you. that. Yes. And it, and uh, what ends up happening is the fruit that's left on there, the raise on. Uh, they raise them up exactly. That's exactly which is a nice way of saying the the sugars increase. Uh, the sugars don't increase. Essentially, the sugars stay the same. The 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 water decreases. So yeah. it's, a, it's a, uh, it's a concentration factor. But it's not only your um, it's not only the sugar that does end up more concentrated. It's your flavours, your acids, all that sort of stuff. So you can get some really lovely, luscious. So this, if so, is this going to be any good ones done? I oh, best ever get it now. Yeah, right. You know it is. Yeah, you know it. But uh, you sound like Murray <laughs> Tyrrell. Best vintage ever. <laughs> exact yeah. vintage of the century. Yes. But to give you a bit of a perspective, this if we were to make this for a table wine, we'd pick it about twelve. Of bome, this will be which is a measure of sugar for those. That's exactly know. right, and one degree of bome will ferment to a percent of alcohol, give or take. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. This we're going to pick at about eighteen to twenty bome, but we want a lot of sugar left in at the other end. So it's it's a good fun wine to make. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and are we like uh, are we screwed? <sighs> <laughs> Where do I start, Cameron? Yeah, okay. Now, okay, now, to, now to, to allay the listeners' fears when it comes to global warming or yes, climate change, climate if you want to be a PC, whatever you want, yeah. fear not. When the apocalypse hits 
there will be plenty to drink. Cool. Okay. But right, it's, it's just, it's just going to depend on where it's actually going to be coming from. That's the big question. And, and where these changing areas might be. Yeah, that's 100% right. Yeah. They, I think there's always going to be wine, but it's, I think the thing that we're going to look at is that the the varieties that do well in, in certain regions regions will shift. You mentioned that, I think I heard you guys mention that the maybe the peninsula won't be so good for Pinot Noir. The peninsula is in a real... Yeah, the Mornington Peninsula. The... Yeah. the it's in a really interesting position because it's surrounded on three sides by water. You've so got, it's a maritime climate. Exactly. Which so means it ameliorates the effects of temperature. You said that better than I ever could. I'm not even <laughs> going to try and say ameliorate, even though I just did. But no, you're exactly right. You do have the, you've got the cooling influence of the bays. Uh. But the thing, I think the, the more serious uh, effects will be, okay, looking at, looking into this during the week, the only thing that I could see that was unknown was the fact that the temperature's going up. Yes. And that's about the most vague known that's going, because no one knows where it's going to go. We've got to pull our fingers out and stop it. But the thing that I find, and I've been seeing this increasingly over the past decade, is just how sporadic the weather events are. You know, And how extreme the weather events can be. Exactly. And they, they hit very hard, like wind. Mm. You know, the old thing is blowing, you know, blow the oysters off the rocks. And it's just been windy like a bastard. Blow the oysters. He's come up with one already. <laughs> Good. There you go. Thank you. Yep. But, the, you know, there's been some, some really harsh winds. Uh, you know, I'm seeing you know, so many trees down, so many uh, things that just would not blow over getting blown over. So and that, so you, I mean, it doesn't matter what variety, great variety you're going to put in the ground. It can't mm. tolerate that sort of wind. Yeah. So I think the big thing that's going to need to happen is to be looking uh, over the upcoming years is canopy management and just the, your cultural practices that can deal with these events we're getting. So, okay, wind is one. Rain is another. You know, I remember looking at the rain rain radar a couple of years ago when there was some rain going through the Grampians. and. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with the rain radar, get on board. It's a world of fun. But the um, when it's really, really heavy, it's black dots. And yeah. it goes from white through to yellow, blue. As it steadily gets heavier, it goes towards black. There were black dots all over Victoria. So some people were just getting bollocked on, but other people's dries a chip. They just couldn't, you know, there was no rain there. So it's just these really localised rain events at my home. So... What do you do? How do you deal with those? You know, because some place might be you know completely sodden, and the other ones not got anything on there. So I think, as I said, dealing with those more short-term effects is going to be very important to, as we sort of budge our way through. All right, here's here's something to think about. We um, uh, traditionally what we used to look towards uh, was was f- certainly for our food, France and Paris, and when. Um, in the, the old days when we think of Dr. Max Lake setting up the Hunter Valley, his idea, he wanted to make the perfect, perfect Bordeaux. So we've, we're looking towards French varieties. Now we've had Italian varieties come through from probably the King Valley because of the death of the tobacco industry. In the future, will we be looking towards wines from instead of France and Italy, but further down geographically, because we look to the Northern Hemisphere, will we be looking at wines of Spain and Portugal? Uh, and probably southern Italy as well, because they're the, they're the much more much more warm. From Joe, regions. where he's from, Sicily. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah. I heard him saying that when I was sitting out the green. Well, mm. We should have had him in for this conversation. Well, he had to go. Yeah. I asked him. People, he said, no chefs, way, I'm out of here. Yeah. But, the, um, he, uh, but no, you're right. I think we're going to have to look at the, those warmer uh, the varieties that will handle a warmer temperature. But the, the, What the, varieties are those for those that... Oh, uh, the Vedra, Tempranillo. Um, so we're already drinking a bit of Tempranillo. Yeah, but that Love can, it, by yeah, the way. That can handle some warmer temperature. 
temperatures. Yes. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, did you say? Yeah, Mavedra, uh, Negro Amaro. These are a lot of stuff that is grown in those southern, and they are very, very warm areas. But yeah. the question goes back, how hot's it going to get? Yeah. You know, what if we, what if it's too hot for those guys once we put them in? And then we so, just drink what we've got and weep. <laughs> <laughs> Cry gently but, into uh, our glasses. But what you can be doing, another thing that's going to come up will be so, uh, salinity in the soil. So if we don't have enough rainfall during, um, you know, when we're supposed to, it'll wash it. We need that, that will wash the salts out. So you can put things on salt, on, um, Salt tolerant rootstock. You give me the one. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I was just bringing up the thing that you were going to actually bring up, which was different rootstock. Exactly. Because what you can have is really butch handling rootstocks that can take, and then you graft on. Yeah, put your sign on top, and that that can work. But uh, mm. I think the main thing is let's get our shit together, people, and stop this planet from warming up. That <laughs> would be a good take home message, you know. But it is going to warm up. We need to. Um, we need to sort of. It'll take a lot more farming. To solve these problems, and I mean, we farm pretty hard as it is, and we're, mm. we're much more about canopy manipulation. But I think the cultural practices are going to be what's going to uh, help us out, you know, as the years go on. Stop Me this hope. madness. Yeah, maybe. Indeedly, but to go back to the very start, as Kate, Mac- I was chatting with Kate McIntyre on the way up here about this very subject. Kate McIntyre, uh, plonker, um, a master of wine, master or, of wine. Or, she knows everything. If she, she knows everything. Know the sage, true. the Delphi. But that was that was her quote. <laughs> the she said, Oracle. She said, "That was her comment." She said, "Don't worry. When the apocalypse hits, there's going to be plenty to drink." And I, t- <laughs> I take a great deal, so great deal of hope in that itself. Just. Head off into the cellar. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the, sea, the seas are boiling. Let's have a gin and tonic. <laughs> Where's my ice? <laughs> Just get another ice cube. Oh, God, there's one lemon left. That's good. Uh, Matt, you wanted to say something? Yeah, uh, it's entirely my fault. We did the giveaway earlier today, and I, and wasn't, quick enough on, I wasn't quick enough on the phone. So uh, we've still got the double pass to give away to Good Beer Kitchen. Give us a ring after the show, perhaps when I have a little bit more time to jockey the phones. Nine three double eight one zero two seven. You must be a subscriber. Yes. Uh, come on, give us a ring. No one's actually gone to the phones. Mm. That's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be good. Hosted by you. Don't say that. <laughs> we should oh, there's one person. All right, we're going to go because what's coming up? Sunday lunch coming up next, and we will In be back. Three seconds, week. two seconds, one seconds. We're out of here on time. Duncan Buchanan, thank you. Thank you. God, you rock. You rock more. You do too. You do too. Bye. Bye. This has been a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.